This is Real Estate Rookie Show number 45. And it doesn't have to be massive action. It just has to be consistent action. And so that's one thing I found is just taking that daily consistent action, doing something that's moving you in that right direction. Over time, that's going to build up and that's going to lead you to where you want to go. My name is Ashley Kerr, and I am here with my wonderful co-host, Tony Robinson. And I've been trying to hide during the whole interview because I... I'm wearing the shirt that he got me for Christmas. <laughs> and Tony, I wanted to say thank you in person very much. So it says, we'll trade real estate advice for tacos. And it's so true. <laughs> thank you, you know, so much. That's so funny. I was thinking, I was like, that kind of looks like the shirt, but I, I, I don't want to bring it up. I'm glad, yeah. you know, I'm glad you liked it. We, I saw it. I was like, that's perfect for Ashley. Like if there was it ever is. a real estate investing shirt, that, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I was so excited to wear it today. I got it like the day. I think it was the day before Christmas too. So oh, maybe, perfect. or maybe the two days before, but yeah, it came perfect Beautiful, timing. perfect timing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so today we are going to be talking about 2020 a little bit, and then we're going to be talking about 2021 goals. So there's a sign out there that says, did you guys realize that 2020 is now turning 21? So you thought that 2020 was bad, but no, well, let's see, 21. Right. <laughs> we actually put that at sign in the window at our liquor store. I don't know, it's something like that, go. but I thought it was funny. So yeah. Tony, tell us about the three guests that we're having today. Yeah, we've got some, we've got some cool people on the show. So we've got Jackson, uh, Jordan and Beth and and really cool because they've all started investing in 2020. They've kind of moved at different paces. They've, they've employed different strategies and we do a really cool deep dive of what they did in 2021 or what they did in 2020, what some of the lessons were that they learned and then what some of their big goals were. So I, I think a, a big kind of piece to take away for the listeners is that you're, you're all going to kind of move at different speeds and just because you see one person moving a little bit faster than you doesn't mean that you're necessarily doing something wrong. So hopefully you can use the stories today as, as kind of a guide to help you guys get started as well. Yeah. So one thing that is actually brought up a couple of times by Jordan and Jackson is the intention journal by Brandon Turner. And I hurried and texted our producer to say, Hey, can we do something with this? Like, cause this is exciting. So he actually just responded to me as we're recording this and said that we can actually give you guys a 20% discount. So if anybody wants to join them in doing the next 90 day intention journal, go to biggerpockets.com to the bookstore and uh, you can get the intention journal for 20% off. Just use the code rookie at checkout. So that's pretty awesome. I might go and buy myself a next year supply because <laughs> I use that too. I love it. So yeah, all of our guests, super excited to bring them on and hear what their goals are. And then we're going to have them back in six months and at the end of the year, see how they did. So let's meet Beth Jackson Sorry, really quick. Jordan. Before we bring him on, before we meet them, we got to talk about Tommy Boy. Before we before we bring them in, we got to talk <laughs> oh, yeah, about Tommy right. Boy. You watched it. I finally you watched, watched it. it. I, I I get the references now. I know what a niner is and and walkie talkie and something about a uh, putting your head up somewhere that it shouldn't belong. So I, I learned a I learned a lot of good things. So thank you for making me watch that. And, and it was a, it was a good laugh. I hope it becomes a household classic now. When you pass it down. <laughs> I, I had so many people like message me when I posted that on my story saying that's one of the funniest movies ever like so many people yeah. reached out to me so it was a good laugh thank you for introducing me to that was like i think like the first full chris farley movie i've ever watched oh, like i've really? never seen a, a chris farley yeah, movie like start yeah. to finish so it was good 
It was good. Okay, now I I'm just, just going to keep sending them to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, now I'll just put a lot more quotes into the things and just keep testing your your, no, your movie My quotes. Knowledge. Even though it's only like five movies I could actually quote. But. Okay, now let's bring them on and maybe there will be a movie quote. Maybe not. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that I turned one of my first homes into an Airbnb? It's true. And it even helped me get the extra income I needed to launch my real estate career. So if you want to try your hand at making even more income with your property, Airbnb is the place to be. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host. Are current interest rates making you depressed about cash flow? What if it didn't have to be that way? Rent to Retirement has 2.99% seller financing available on turnkey properties. You heard that right. That's a seller financed 2.99% interest rate where the average cash flow is over $900 per month. They also have options where you can put as low as 5% down on multiple investment properties with no PMI. Rent to Retirement is the nation's leading turnkey investment company that understands what it takes to be successful in today's dynamic real estate market. Their reputation speaks for itself with more five-star reviews than any other company on the BiggerPockets website. Rent to Retirement offers fully turnkey properties that are newly built or renovated, leased and managed, allowing you to invest with confidence in the markets that offer the best returns. To learn more, visit renttoretirement.com. That's rent T-O-Retirement.com or text REI to 33777. Again, text REI to 33777. If you're in the landlord game, you know the importance of solid tenant screening. That's where Rent Ready steps in. Now, Rent Ready's got an important new feature, proof of income verification. And get this, with Plaid certified reports, you'll see everything from income summaries to total earnings by month. So say goodbye to those gut check moments and hello to confidence in renting with Rent Ready. Rent Ready is included in your pro membership at Bigger Pockets. Now, if you're not a pro, they're offering a six month plan for just $1. You can't beat that. So visit rentready.com. That's R E N T R E D I.com and use the code BP Investor. That's BP, like Bigger Pockets, Investor to get six months of Rent Ready for $1. What is up, everyone? Good morning. We've got a really cool show lined up for you listeners today. We've got not one, not two, but three rookies on the podcast with us, and we're going to dive into their stories. We've got Jordan Crockett, Jackson Cdot, and Beth Henson. So super excited to get you guys on here. We want to start, obviously, by recapping 2020 and what you guys wanted to do for, for this year, and then we'll kind of roll into the 2021 goals from there. So Beth, if you want to start us off, what were some of your goals for 2020? How did you do compared to those goals? And, and what were some of the lessons that you learned? So 2020 was my first year as a real real estate investor. And my goals are pretty simple. I, I wanted to acquire 10 units in my first year. And right now I'm at six at the beginning. At the first week in January, I'll close on three more. So I'll be at nine. I, I'm kind of rolling that in. Uh, I didn't buy my first property until February of this year. So yeah, that's really good. That's awesome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> I actually don't feel like it's that much. I feel like I could do more now that I've done it. I'm like, I can do a lot more. So, so yeah. So, um, so Beth, I, I want to pause really quick because that, that's, you're, you're kind of saying that really nonchalantly and casually, but, but like to, to get six units in one year as, as a first time investor is a big accomplishment. What, what were some of the things you felt you did that set you up to be able to move 
as quickly as you did starting in February and us now being in December to get to get six units? Well, I mean, I think it just, I, you know, it, the foundation is obviously education. You've got to know your fundamentals. You know, you have to know what is a deal. With that comes the confidence to take action. And I think that once you get, I got to a certain point, I knew that I just had to rip the bandaid off and just go. And I, I also knew that once I got started, I wasn't going to slow down. That's awesome. Yeah, it's, it's really, it's fun. So yeah, just keep, I want to just keep growing and scaling from here. Yeah. And, and just give us a quick overview. Are all of those six units, are they uh, single family homes? Is it a little bit of multifamily? Just what's that six units composed of? My first two was a duplex and then the rest are all single family homes from there. And the three unit that I'm closing on in two weeks is, is a three units, a triplex. So, but the, it, it's mostly single family homes. I actually really I, I really kind of prefer single family homes right now. They cash flow just as well. And I, I just, I don't know. I think the tenants are going to be there for a long time. I think they're, they love their home. And I think they're a little bit easier to manage than, than the multifamily units. But anyway, I'm still fairly new. So we'll see. But I, <laughs> I love building a portfolio of, of a mix. But I really am drawn to the single family homes right now for a multitude of reasons. But they're easily to sell if I wanted to sell them, although I don't have any plans on selling any. But I like, you know, a mix of everything. So Awesome. Well, congratulations to you for moving so quickly. Where are you holding your portfolio? Is it where you live? Or are you investing out of state? So I'm based in Hagerstown, Maryland. We're about an hour and a half outside of DC, about an hour and a half outside of Baltimore, Western Maryland. So, uh, you know, we were, I guess we would be considered a tertiary market. So it's a town of about 150,000 people. And that's where all of my properties are right as of now. And I continue to plan to build the portfolio there. I am aware of the importance of diversification and do and, and want to, you know, grow and scale in, in other markets. So that is a a goal of mine, probably not for this coming year, but maybe the next year. I, I do, I do have a goal for. I'm not sorry if I'm jumping ahead too far, but um, I, you know, I would like to purchase a couple of properties in 2021 in short-term rentals in a different market. So, but yeah, I'm in, in Maryland. Well, congratulations so far on what you've done in the past year, and we will jump ahead and uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. But next, let's hear from Jackson. Jackson, can you tell us a little bit about what you've been doing this past year? Yeah, so I'm pretty new to the rookie phase like, as far as I'm still looking for my first deal. So I've been doing a lot of research and like analyzing and really, to be honest, I've kind of been in that rut of like being stuck in the analysis paralysis. And so what I've been, one of the things I've really been working on in 2020 is to really just get my, like all my finances in order. So I've always been pretty good on keeping on track of my like personal finances and, you know, having a budget and stuff like that. And then I also have a side business that I do in addition to my W2 job, which I do like woodworking and carpentry and stuff like that. So with when everything kind of shut down in 2020, um, my W2 job, I'm a special education teacher. So when all the schools closed, um, it kind of left me with a lot of time on my hands because I just the students I work with re doing remote or virtual learning wasn't really an option. So I ended up with a lot of time on my hands and that just allowed me to really kind of pour into my, my side hustle and kind of scale that into almost my new full-time job. So I just poured a lot into like marketing and trying to uh, get sales through that and get pickups and uh, jobs through that and really kind of build my reserves so that way I could, in this coming year, kind of go on the attack once something pops up or once a deal, you know, once I come across the deal, it's a good deal, I could actually take action on it as to opposed to previously, I guess I would like look on either Zillow or 
Craigslist anywhere I could find a house. And like, even if I found a good deal, it's like, okay, well, I don't really have money. I have, I'm not connected with the partner yet. So like, it's good that I'm analyzing it, but there really wasn't anything I should do with it. So I knew that to like kind of get in this in a position where I could take action, that's what I needed to focus on. And I was really successful in that. I um, actually ended up tripling my revenue from 2019 this year. So had a really, you know, good solid year in that. And now I'm at a point where, you know, I have a good amount of cash reserves saved up and I'm kind of ready to deploy that on into my first deal. Jackson, that's awesome. You kind of took, you know, a hard thing, COVID, and you turned it into a great positive for yourself. Uh, yeah. Congratulations on that. And I'm so excited that you're ready to dive into your first deal. Yeah. But first, I want to know what are some action items that you can give maybe an investor like yourself who is maybe looking to um, get their personal finances in order? What's some advice you can give someone? Probably the number one, the first thing that I would suggest is getting a budget. So there's tons of different budgeting softwares out there. There's ones that are free, there's ones that are paid. Just get a budget and just give like the system that I use is, is kind of like it's called like a zero based or an every dollar budget. So you, you have to give every dollar that comes into your account a name or a place. So whether that's your fixed expenses, which are things that, you know, the same payment every month that doesn't change. So if you have a mortgage payment, a rent payment, um, things like that. And then you have your variable expenses, which are things that fluctuate a little bit month to month, like electric, gas, utilities, things like that, food, groceries. Basically, you're running your personal finances like a business because that's the same thing you have to do for a business. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's something that I kind of learned, you know, as I because I don't really have a formal business background. So I definitely was kind of building the plane as I'm flying it, I like to say. And having that strong kind of personal uh, personal finance foundation really helped once my business took off, keeping not only thing, keeping everything organized, but just keeping everything well budgeted and, and being as well capitalized as possible. Yeah, it's, that, that's a really cool story. And Ash, I know you love personal finances. I'm, I'm a big fan of that too. If you guys go listen to my interview on the Bigger Pockets Money podcast, you'll you're hear me talk about why I have 24 checking accounts and how I use all those to, to kind of help me budget my money. So I'm, I'm the same way. I, I love getting the budget budget in place. I, I want to talk about the side hustle a little bit because you, you kind of you know glossed over that quickly as well. Yeah. What made you think or what made you believe that starting a side hustle was what you needed to do to kind of kickstart your investing career? And what advice would you have for other investors maybe don't have the capital and how they could get started with their own side hustle to fund that real estate investing? Yeah, sure. So for me, like I said, like with my W2 being a, um, a special education teacher, it's something that I love. It's something I'm passionate about. Uh, my mom's actually a special education teacher. So it's something that's always been in the family. But it's kind of known, it's kind of no secret that you don't become a millionaire by being a teacher. Um, unfortunately, education you know, isn't necessarily the high, one of the highest paying careers. So I knew I needed something where I'm doing everything I can on my end to kind of live below my means and have that that foundation in place, but just to kind of expedite that process and really build up some of that that capital. I knew I needed a, an additional source of income from somewhere. And so where the kind of like woodworking and carpentry kind of came into play is in 2018, my girlfriend and I built our first home together. And so we had this, you know, beautiful brand new home and nothing to put in it. And so we were shopping around and looking for furniture and stuff. And I just, I had sticker shock. I couldn't believe, you know, how much some of these home furnishings and stuff cost. And so I've always been not only very budget minded, but also fairly handy. So every time we went into a store, I'd just be like, you know, I bet I could build something that's, you know, twice as good and would last twice as long for a fraction of that price. So that's kind of how it got started with just building stuff for my own house. And then 
kind of from encouragement from both my parents and my girlfriend's parents. They said, you know, oh, this is really great quality stuff. You should look into, you know, selling some of this stuff. And even I was kind of hesitant at first. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know. How am I going to market it? How am I going to get it out there? And just kind of took a dive. And, you know, that first year in 2019, uh, just made a couple of Facebook marketplace ads, didn't really have any formal kind of business structure, just put it out there and tried to see what happened. And it was received well. I did pretty well my first year. So then in 20, I guess 2019, 2020, I started to take it a lot more serious, started to look at it like an actual business. And so got it kind of set up with an LLC, got like a true business checking account, kept everything, you know, in my for my business separate from my personal finances and really just kind of hit the ground running from there. And and for for the listeners, right? Not everyone's going to have a skill set of woodworking, right? That that's not the the lesson that I hope you guys are taking away. But it's that each of you may have some kind of skill that's marketable, right? If it, you know, it, maybe it's not woodworking. Maybe you're good at tutoring, or maybe you you know, maybe you can do some side maintenance jobs for for other real estate investors. There's so many different things you can do as a side hustle to help build that revenue. So I love that you kind of dived in head first and found something that worked for you. Yeah, definitely. And um, I just one other thing I was just thinking of is, as you were saying that is think about like what like what the pain points are, what like what you need or what you're looking for in your own life and see how you could market that skill or market that service to somebody else. You know, for me, it was like, oh, I, I don't want to pay for expensive furniture from a bid box store. Well, if I feel that way, like I'm sure other people could feel that way and I could provide a service there or where if maybe it's digital marketing and you're really good with Facebook and social media and you should take that over for a, you know, there's, there's a small business owner who's not good with tech or doesn't want to take care of that. There's, there's just different ways to be creative and think about how you could provide value to someone else. That's great. Thank you so much. And you're right. There's so many virtual jobs out there that you can do right from home to get your side hustle going. Okay. So let next, let's go to Jordan. Jordan, can you give us a, a little background on what you have been going on the past year? Yeah, definitely. And, and one, I'm, I'm super geeked to be here. I just, I, I love you guys. I love the podcast. Um, it's well, we're excited proud. to have you. <laughs> so um, just as far as my journey, I guess just to start off. So I've been married three years in a, a few months, two, two or three months. And the first thing we did when we got married, got it out as a wedding present was the Dave Ramsey booklet thing. So we, we went to this church it was it was like this catholic church and it was like 10 other super old couples and we did the whole eight months of dave ramsey and that was like it, it was mind-blowing and super helpful um helped me and my wife just get on the same path as far as money and 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 how to operate um so from there i was full-on like that is horrible this is this is how we will run life and eventually retire. And then fast forward to like uh, January um, 2020 is when I read Rich Dad Poor Dad and like everybody else that blew my mind, learned so many lessons. And from there I was on fire. I was like, I gotta, I gotta figure out how to get out the rat race. And then just through several different streams and kind of understandings and, and just prayer, I figured out that, you know, real estate investing was Something I let's look more into. Got recommended to Bigger Pockets. Watched the 90 day webinar on how to get your first property. 90 days later, got my first property, and it's a, a, a duplex in Minneapolis, Minnesota. So we've been house hacking and just had 
tons of lessons within that and just taking action. Uh, and then listening to you guys' podcast, I was listening to uh, Taylor Naiman and, and reached out to him. And he has become my mentor now. So we meet on a, on a month-to-month basis, just kind of uh, go over things, helps me with direction. It's been hugely impactful. So as far as like goals and, and, and things going forward right now, I'm focusing on wholesaling. Um, for a number of reasons outside of just the revenue, but that's uh, that, that's kind of where I'm at right now. And then I can uh, for sure go into the 2021 goals. But yeah, that's that's kind of the, the the short gist of of everything. I want to ask one follow up question because you you said you attended the Bigger Pockets uh, webinar that shows you how to get your deal in, in the first 90 days. And I'm sure there has been you know probably tens of thousands of people that have gone on that webinar by now. And I would assume that maybe only a small fraction of people actually get their first deal in the first 90 days. What do you feel you did differently than so many other folks that have gone through that, that actually allowed you to, to take action and get that deal done in such a short time frame? Yeah. Yeah. I love that question. I think it, it, it really just comes down to action. If for me personally, if I write something down, if I commit to something, it's, oh, it's, it, it's gotta happen you know, through the storm or, or whatever, I'm, I'm going to make it happen. So my wife and I talked, we committed and took the step to get the realtor, took the step to get pre-approved. And it just kind of took off from there. And, and I won't say like from there, we were right away saying we're going to get a duplex in South Minneapolis. It was, it was really like, you know, we would love to get a rental property, but worst case scenario, We'll get like some a, a small house in, in in Minneapolis or something like that. But the more education and reading I started to do with bigger pockets, and the more I started, you know, having conversations with my wife on what we want to do, what our goals want to be, um, and how we want to be financially free in five years. Real estate investing, the the mountain that it seems, started to to get smaller into a hill and. We really were like, all right, let's do this. We can be property managers, you know. So it, it, I would say, reading the books gave me confidence to say, all right, I can manage this property. I can figure it out. And yeah, that was that was it. So it helped me gain confidence, and the action kind of just helped me get there. That's really cool. Yeah, th- those are great lessons because Jackson, I know that your path this year was similar to to Jordan's in the sense that neither one of you started the year with with deals, but you guys kind of took different paths. And it sounds like Jordan was able to kind of break down the process a little bit to make it a little less scary. I, I guess how does that compare with, with with how you felt this year, Jackson? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was just kind of like not nodding along the whole time that Jordan was talking, just because. I relate a lot to like kind of what he said as far as the process was. And uh, one of the things that really helped me is I had heard on the between like this show and the the Bigger Pockets Real Estate podcast, the book, The One Thing had been mentioned uh, dozens and dozens of times. And finally, I was like, you know what, maybe I got to check this book out. So I picked up a copy and and read through it. And it's a great book. I, I mean, I highly, highly recommend it if you haven't read it yet. But one of the things it talks about is kind of goals, like goal setting with a purpose and and talking about how to take those, like how to figure out what your next step is, how to figure out what your one thing is, the most important thing that's going to make everything else in your life or your business or whatever aspect of your life you're working on easier, or they worded it much more eloquently than I can think of, but it really helps you 
identify what that next step is or what that first most important thing is that you need to be working on. So I, I did that and I worked through, you know, starting with like, what, okay, what do I want my life to be someday? And like Jordan said, like, I want to be financially free. I want to do what I want, where I want with who I want. And so to be on track for that, you know, in five years, I will have to have X number of dollars in passive income to support that. So, okay, go from there. So one year from now, what's something that I'm going to need to do in order to be on track for that five-year goal to reach that one-year goal? And so that's kind of where I came up with my, um, my goal to buy my first property by the end of 2021. And so to, I just keep breaking it down further to my monthly, my weekly um, goals, and to even the daily goals, and even what's one thing I can do right now to get on track for those other goals. And so in doing that, like, I really realized that one, a lot of these action items aren't as scary as, or as hard as you make them out to be. And two, just like the other guests that said, like you are capable of doing so much more uh, than you really think. So like, I think originally my first year or my end of the year goal. So by the end of 2020, my goal is to be like, connect to a, connect with a realtor or reach out with a realtor. Well, I was working down through that and I realized like that takes about five minutes to do. I jumped on bigger pockets, messaged, you know, a couple of realtors in my area or in my market that I thought might work good. Uh, got a good fit with one that took about a day. So I was like, okay, next step's getting pre-approved and man, that's scary. That, that sounds hard. That sounds difficult. Well, you know, I have a relationship with our lender that, you know, we bought our first house through. So I sent him an email. I didn't even actually get on the phone with him. I mean, I hate talking on the phone. So like that in itself is kind of like a bit like, oh no, but like sent over a couple documents, sent him a couple things and boom, we got pre-approved. And that took a day or maybe like a day or two. So those big things like that seem hard and they seem difficult, they're really not that difficult. You just have to identify them and then just attack them and take action on it. And it doesn't have to be massive action. It just has to be consistent action. And so that's one thing I found is just taking that daily consistent action, doing something that's moving you in that right direction over time, that's going to build up and that's going to lead you to where you want to go. I just want to comment on that really quick because that, that's super important, right? He, you, you said it's not about massive action, but it's about consistent action, daily consistent action. And, and if there's anything that listeners take away from this podcast episode, I hope it's that because as we talk about goals for 2021, that's what it's going to be about. So I just had to comment on that. Sorry, Ashley, go ahead. <laughs> no, that was a great thing to reiterate. I The thing that I thought of when you were saying this is that the other day, Tarl Yarber was on a webinar with me and he's a huge real estate investor out of Seattle. And he was talking about how he doesn't create a goal. He actually creates a plan. He's like, you wouldn't build a house and hire a contractor that had a, a dream, a goal of building your house. You would hire one that actually had a plan. And I think what you just said is creating those action items and breaking everything down into steps is kind of along the same lines. You're creating a plan to reach that goal. So I, I think that was really awesome what Tarl said and what you said. So thank you for sharing that. But now let's talk about some big lessons that we learned from 2020 that have maybe prepared you for 2021 and how you're going to set your goals going forward. Uh, Beth, do you want to go ahead and start? I guess it's uh, vetting your contractors. I mean, everyone has their horror stories. Fortunately, I don't really have any horror stories, but I've you know had a couple of not so great experiences and I've had a, a bunch of wonderful experiences with, you know, the contractor that I'm working with currently. So that that's a big one. Budgeting for rehabs. That, that's that's another big one. Currently working on a flip that I think I'm 30,000 over. And fortunately, I have the cushion in my that I can 
spend the extra 30,000. So budgeting for your rehab costs is whether you're doing a burr, whether you're doing a flip, it's all the same. You know, you've got to really learn your numbers um, to do these things and you get better the more you do, but sometimes there's some painful lessons there, but those are two good ones. Awesome. Okay. I mean, not awesome that you (laughs) had to learn those painful lessons, but at least you're taking them as lessons and moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's a lesson. All the good, all the bad, it's all a lesson. And yeah. Right. There's that one quote where it's like, you you know, you'd rather fall forward than fall backwards. So, yes. Okay. Jackson, do you want to go next? Yeah. So I was uh, thinking about it and just kind of reading what I, what I said previously, I think just that power of that persistence and that power of that consistency and just that really like sticking, like having that grit and kind of that sticking with it and sticking to it. And so like one of the things that, you know, I'm thinking about right now is now I'm at the point where starting to make offers on deals and originally it's kind of funny, like that's something I didn't think I would be doing until January, February, March. And it's like not even the end of 20, you know, 2020 is not even over yet. And I'm already at that point. So that's kind of exciting. And of course, almost to be expected, the first offer I made made was uh, rejected. And so that was kind of like disheartening. It was like, oh, well, I guess I'm going to give up and go about, go watch Netflix for eight hours and investing is not going to work. And this is dumb. And, but no, you can't, you know, you can't let that get you down. You can't let that hold you back. And you just got to think like every, every no that I get, it's going to get me that much closer to my next. Yes. So I think just being that, that persistence and it's no surprise that 2020 was a hard year for a lot of people. And um, just the fact that we all got through it, that, that I got through it and I came out on the other side of this and a better position than I was at the start of 2020. Um, you know, I think just, just, uh, that just shows that power, that per- persistence, perseverance and sticking with it. Jackson, you're, you're dropping some bombs right here, man. I don't even think you realize it. You, you said every no gets me closer to a yes. And, and that's the exact mindset you want to have as a real estate investor, because like Beth said, there's going to be challenges, there's going to be obstacles, there's going to be things that go wrong, but you have to understand that every one of those setbacks is just you getting one step closer to your goals. So I, I love the mindset you've got going into, into 2021. Jordan, what about you, brother? What, what, what were some of the big lessons you learned last year? Yeah, yeah. So uh, quite, quite a few. Um, and, and I just want to second what, what Beth and, and Jackson said from Beth, like the lessons and even if you know it doesn't go your way or whatnot, it's, it's super important. And from Jackson's piece as well. But for me, one of the things I feel like I learned a lot in just like taking action is that if you don't know something, you'll figure it out. Like I didn't know with this property I have now, my HVAC, um, my furnace for my tenants is is in the attic, and I had, you know, no idea about that, that it was something that's kind of um, abnormal or, or weird. Um, and, and I learned super quick that um, you, you kind of got to make a few calls before you get somebody who wants to go up there. Um, like I had a, it, it was leaking. So that kind of made it kind of leak through the ceiling. And I'm thinking like, oh, this is a, you know, a nightmare and whatnot. But um, it was, it was really like the situation was fixed within one day of me just like being able to take action. So I would say that that was a, a huge piece for me. Um, another piece I've learned is um, really that, let, let, me, let me think, um, another piece. Um, I would say another piece is that a lot, a lot of my friends, everybody just kind of talks about real estate 
investing. I've kind of figured out how passionate I am about it. Taking action through just kind of figuring out my why. Um, and that kind of gets me through the nose right now with doing wholesaling. Um, there's a lot, a lot of no's. I do a lot of cold calling, um, with it. And like Jackson said, it gets you closer to, it really does get you closer to that. Yes. So I would say those are the big ones is kind of like figuring out that why and with the why, um, just letting that push you and then staying consistent would, would be for me. I want to touch on how you said, if you don't know, you can figure it out. I mean, you all kind of touched on that. What I think of when you guys are saying that is worst case scenario. So you're going into your first deal, you're going into your next deal. What is the worst case scenario that you're afraid to take action on? Figure out how, what do you need to take care of that worst scenario? Okay, so Jordan found out about his HVAC unit. He knew where to go to learn about how to take care of that issue. Document and put all of these processes, checklists, information in save it somewhere so that when you're ready to take that step, you have access to everything. Maybe you're afraid that something will happen and you don't have enough money. Okay, well, then that's where reserves come into place. And those reserves are meant to give you that peace of mind to take care of a situation if it comes up. If you know you need information, there's a, a tenant problem, you don't know how to handle it. Well, that's where you have the resources from bigger pockets. You have the people in the forums, you know where to go and find those things. Fear was definitely one of the things that held me back from getting started, but you can always find the answer. So just make sure you are prepared as to where you can actually get that answer. And then sometimes, unfortunately, and something can be fixed very easily with money. So having those reserves, again, I'll say it again, have those reserves in place can really, really benefit you and help you overcome, you know, that fear of getting started because you can just, you know, find the answer through money or with whatever resources or your network you have available to you. I'm sure, Jordan, that Taylor has been uh, a great resource for you. Yeah, it's been, he's been huge. And it's, and it's really on uh, the piece of kind of taking action because I'm, uh, as I'm going, it's kind of like what they call it, like building the plane as you're flying. You know, I'm kind of figuring out what I like and, and what makes sense and how I can best use my strengths. And I'll just have like conversations with Taylor and, we'll talk about like, how would I actually do a burr? Like what next steps would I actually have to do? And, and it's so funny. You just like, so like playing this day, he's like, yo, just, just go down the street, ask the, the guy working on his home, you know, if he wants to sell his house or do this, or do that. And just from like doing those things, like I'll get a buyer now, you know, or I'll build a relationship. And it's just kind of simple as that, where I'm like, all right, you know, that's, I, I do need to just take that action and not, overthink it um so yeah for anyone uh, wondering who taylor is he was on uh the rookie episode number 24 uh, so you can go to biggerpockets.com forward slash rookie 24 to listen to his episode but real quick because i i really want to know this because i get asked this a lot and i see it come up all the time real quick can you tell us how you got him to be your mentor yeah yeah so i heard the episode 24 um, I was like, I relate to that 100%. Not in the military, but uh, just the just the things he was talking about. I just loved hearing it, and and I was like, that's that's the wavelength I, I want to be on. And I also wrote it in my intentional journal that I wanted to find a mentor uh, by the it was like September or something like that. 
So I, I, I reached out to him and, um, he hit me back pretty quick. And then from there, he actually was like, yeah, we, we can set up something or, or, or whatnot. And I said, uh, okay, great. Like, well, what I said, what happened? Okay. So what happened was I was talking about the Burr book. I was like, let me get the book before I do a meeting with you. So I was like, well, let me read this book first and then let's, let's do the meeting. So I don't ask you questions that I can just figure out in the book. We can use the best of the time. And he was like, and, and this was like so profound to me. He, he called me on Instagram and he was like, he was like, dude, I can, like, I, I've read all the books. Like I can kind of help you with this. And he clicked to me. He was like that this would really be like a, a fast track for me to kind of understanding a lot of those things. Cause he's already, he's already done it. He's got the experience. So I can still read the bird book, but it's really just for reference when he can kind of tell me and give me his experience uh, so I can take action. So that was uh, uh, just that piece of, of him saying like, you know, for sure I got the knowledge. Let's connect and go from there. And, and uh, we hit it off and, and he's been a, a huge help. Yeah, having having someone who can kind of show you the path is always helpful. And and like you said, even even if you don't have the resources to tap into a mentor, there's so many other ways to get that information to get that knowledge. We've got a Facebook group with I don't know actually maybe like nineteen thousand people in there almost, and there, there's so much interaction and, and and guidance there. And there's a forums obviously. So even if you know for the listeners you're not able to maybe get uh, a mentor for yourselves, there's so many other resources out there that can help you get started. So love that advice. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring? Your search is over. Really, there's no need to search. Match instead with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates super fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to hire top talent faster. Speaking of top talent, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. But why do I love Indeed? Because I'm busy and scrolling through 300 resumes is not helping my business grow. It's actually making it slow. With Indeed, I can hire faster and know I'm getting someone who can do the job. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to post your jobs with more visibility at Indeed.com slash rookie. Just go to Indeed.com slash rookie right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash rookie. Need to hire? You need Indeed. 
Rookies, I'm telling you right now, it's not every day you find a game changer like Rent Ready. They're not stopping with just tenant screening. Nope, they've now rolled out proof of income verification. So let Rent Ready handle the heavy lifting with automatic checks on financial stability and earnings. Plus, with Plaid certified reports, you'll have all the info you need right at your fingertips. Rent Ready is included in your pro membership at Bigger Pockets, but if you're not a pro, they're offering the six month plan for only $1. How great of a deal is that? So visit rentready.com. That's R E N T R E D I.com and use the code BP Investor. That's BP, like Bigger Pockets, Investor to get six months of Rent Ready for only $1. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Now, we, we spent a lot of time talking about 2020, and I'm, I'm sure we shared a lot of good stuff with the listeners, but I want to turn our attention towards next year, towards 2021. So what I, what I want to do is uh, we'll have each of you give us what your goals are for next year, but then also let us know how Ash and I can help hold you guys accountable towards those goals. And then we'll, we'll kind of take it from there. So Beth, if you want to start us off, um, what are some of your goals for 2021 and, and how can Ash and I help hold you accountable for those goals? Sure. Um, I'd like to scale my local portfolio to 20 units by the end of 2021. I'm looking to acquire, as I mentioned earlier, two um, short-term rentals, not not local to me. So um, I'd like one, I, I said, you know, maybe in like a beach destination like Florida somewhere, and then maybe like a mountain or a lake destination. So to start to do some short-term rentals. And I want to really continue and scale my, my flipping also. Not something I ever set out to do. Kind of accidentally, you know, stumbled into flipping, and I, I really, I, I like it. And I, I think that I don't flip just to flip. I flip so I can buy more rentals. And you know, you know, even though I utilize the Burr method, you still need to have those reserves, and you still need to generate, keep generating the revenue. So you know, it's a, it's a combination of flipping, you know, scaling my, my flipping profits. I threw a pretty audacious number out there to the universe. It's kind of a. $500,000 in revenue from flips. It's kind of a crazy number, but maybe I could do it. I don't know. We'll see. And like I said, two off, um, two out of the area short-term rentals. So those are the three big ones right there as far as the numbers go. And then the, obviously I can take it a little bit more granular than that. I know my strengths. I know my weaknesses. After a year of doing this and really just kind of throwing myself into this, I know what I am good at doing and I know that where I, what I'm not so good at. And so I need to really work on those things that I'm not so good at. And those are the kind of like the behind the scenes, the, all of the, the accounting, the stuff that Ashley loves, I, I don't love, you know, the, the paperwork, the accounting, all of the documentation, I, that's not my strength. And I know that I need to just, you know, make it a strength and I need to get better at it so I can 
at some point delegate it off to somebody else. But those types of things is like just as important as, you know, flipping 10 houses next year, creating the systems and creating the processes and making this an actual business is, is a goal in and of itself. And I, I recognize the importance of, of doing those things in order to scale and grow my business. So outside of that, just as far as just generating, you know, a number as far as passive revenue monthly, you know, I have that goal and that's basically, and then other investments using the profits from flips and things like that to fund other investments and really diversifying as an investor, you know, those are some other goals, but the big, those are the big three right there. The flipping, the built scaling my portfolio and yeah, so. What was your next question? I want to know what are going to be three action items that are going to get you closer to meeting those goals. What are three things that you know that you have to do every month, every week, or maybe you even only have to do it once to get you to those goals? Yeah, every week I need to write like write down and expenses, all, all of the numbers, I guess on a weekly basis. So that's one. What about for the short term rental? What do you need to do to to get that short term rental? Yes, I need to start researching other markets and really be diligent about researching what markets do I want to get into because it's kind mm-hmm. of blue ocean. Like there's there's a ton of options out there and it's a bit daunting, you know, to try to figure out, okay, well, where do I where do I want to go? So I guess m- researching other markets and that could prove to be useful because eventually I, I'd like to buy long-term rentals in other markets also. So um, market research. Yeah, Tony, Tony might have some great advice as to how to find those markets because Tony's doing short term rental in two different markets right now or three. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know my own market, my own personal backyard so well, like the back of my hand. And I need to stop like learning that market. I need need to really just focus on on learning some others. And that's just kind of so um, I don't have a third. Any other suggestions? <laughs> so let me just recap what you have so far, Beth. So you've got you, every week you want to focus on the numbers of financials, things like that. And then you've got uh, researching other markets specifically with the focus on short-term rentals. But your your goal is to get to 20 units, right? Like, I guess what what else around, like what are some of the other activities you feel that you need to do or, or maybe a skill that, that you need to develop that'll help you get there to, to actually reach that goal? I just think overall, it's if I want to scale to take on more, I just, I just overall know that I need to develop and a better system, a better system for how I do this. Instead of me doing all of the planning, I need to develop the systems and the processes so I don't have to be everywhere and do everything myself. That makes sense. No, it does. It does. I love it. That, and, and those are good <laughs> things, right? And 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 Ash and I will be checking up on you, making sure that, that we're actually taking these actions. Maybe items, giving but... me some hints and some tips and some advice and like, well, try this. Or I know that I need to like choose a new management software because, you know, Cozy at some point is just going to like, I'm going to outgrow that. So I need to choose something different. You know, I need to really learn how to use QuickBooks. Not good at it. Just not like I need to learn how to use that. Things like that, that I've kind of just like put off because I, you know, you know, I'm just kind of procrastinated on those things, you know, the things I don't want to do. <laughs> no, no, really quick on, on the, on the accounting side. And I think actually you're the one that I think turned me on to this initially, but I've been using Stessa and it's like yeah. so much easier to use in QuickBooks online. Like I love QuickBooks. It's a re- really robust tool, but if you're just starting out, Stessa's like, it, it's all already set up. You're just kind of plugging in your expenses and, and it gives really good reporting. So look into that if you haven't yet. That's what I was actually going to go to was Stessa. And that was on the back of my mind. I'm like, I need to move to Stessa because Cozy doesn't really do that. Cozy is really just about 
managing like the rents and you know you can keep other documents there but i need to go to something a little bit more robust that can do a little bit more so those are the things that i need to do is basically so yeah another action item is just transitioning over to that new management system and things like that Okay. Yes, that's is like a dashboard for investors. So you can't like collect rent payments or anything like that from it, but it will gather all of your financial information. You can keep track of your income and expenses and you can keep all of your documents in there. And it's also free. You can pay for an upgraded version, but the free one is great. Can I use that in lieu of QuickBooks then or? Yeah. 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 Yep. Okay. So you wouldn't need that, but then you just need your rent collection software, a separate one. Okay. I know it does integrate with some, I think like Appfolio, so even if you have a property manager, they can send you the reports and then you just enter it into Stessa. But also there are virtual assistants out there who specialize in inputting data into Stessa or QuickBooks or others. So when you are looking to transfer to a different software, you can find a virtual assistant online that will do all of that for you. You just send them what you have and then they make it all pretty and perfect. In the yes, that's definitely, I understand <laughs> the importance of knowing how to do it myself first. So I definitely need to conquer that myself and then I can delegate that off. But <laughs> yes, but I, I'll learn it myself first. So yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Beth. Those, those are good goals. And I love the big goal for, with the flipping of the getting to 500 K that that's a, I love big kind of aggressive goals. So that's, that's beautiful. Yeah. The BHAG audacious. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Jackson, what about you, brother? What, what's, what's on the docket for, for 2021 for you? All right. So um, like I said, originally, like a couple months ago, when I first sat down and uh, decided like what kind of goals I wanted to focus on, what I want to hit, I had that first, that goal of getting my first property. And I wanted to, I felt like even just that was a little bit vague. So I went beyond that to say, you know, by the end of 2021, I'm going to buy my first rental property that's going to produce at least $150 a month in cash flow. And so one of the reasons I worded it that way is I, you know, with my background in education and having to write educational goals, um, we use, uh, they're called SMART goals. So it's just a framework for writing goals. And so that has it, the, that acronym stands for uh, specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and time-based. So I wanted it to be specific enough. And I guess I should even add like single family because I've, I've looked into both single family and duplex, but just to get started kind of for the inventory purposes, the liquidity purposes, I think single family is where, where I want to get started. And measurable, it's something that you can measurable. It's absolutely something that is attainable. It's relevant to my long-term goals. And it's also time-based. But with that, and kind of looking at where kind of where I've come so far and how, how I've already realized, as I've kind of said before, how you're capable of achieving so much more in such a shorter period of time. Like, you know, just buying one unit in, th in an entire year is kind of like, I don't know. To me, it's a little bit of low-hanging fruit. So I kind of want to, you know, challenge myself a little bit more. So I think Jordan might have mentioned something about how he has he's been using the 90-day intention journal. So I also picked up a copy of that. And so I'm gonna be working through that. And so my first goal that I'm looking at is, you know, within the first 90 days of 2020, I want to get that first property under contract. And then, you know, from there, kind of spend the majority of the year just learning that learning the business of of being a real estate investor getting like best talked about getting those systems getting those processes learning as you're going and being that that boots in the ground having your your hands in the game uh so to speak and then you know just continue to um work on both my the investing side of things and kind of steal on my side hustle to build up the uh, cash reserves that i have and continue to be capitalized so i can redeploy and get that second deal maybe even in 2021. I, I want to challenge that goal just a little bit, Jackson, because I, I think, you know, if we if we use your experiences from 2020 
And you, you realize that some of the things that you thought were going to take a while didn't take as long as they actually did. If you mm -hmm. get that first property within the first 90 days, you're, you're still going to have, what is that, 270-ish days yeah. uh, you know, to, to do something else, right? I don't think it'll take you that long to get comfortable. So I, I would challenge you to maybe up that from one property to at least two for 2021, because I think you can do it. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. But All right. So there, there it is. <laughs> okay, Jordan, can we hear your goals? Yeah. Absolutely. So for me, 2021, I want to add $2,000 in pure cash flow uh, for passive income monthly uh, through rentals. And then I would like to build a team and system. So what that looks like is heavy on the networking, finding lenders, general contractors, subcontractors, property manager. And then uh, within that subset is uh, finding a mastermind that, that I relate to and, and can work with. And my third goal is additional revenue, additional revenue through real estate of 100,000. Um, and that's from going to be primarily from wholesaling and or flipping um, as well. So Doing my first flip would be something on that list as well. And then I have some some personal goals too, but um, that's the that's the rundown there. So what are your action items gonna be? Do you have three? Yeah, yeah. So action items for me in the first kind of 90 days, uh, big one is the focus is network growth. So making calls to lenders. So I'd say like every day, at least making one call to somebody who I can network with. So uh, as I mentioned, that list of uh, lenders, general contractors, subcontractors, or, or property managers, just to understand areas and, and market that I might want to be in or neighborhood. And then uh, finding a mastermind. Uh, so it's, it's really heavy on, on reaching out. Um, it's it's going to be one of the kind of actionable items. And then for wholesaling and flipping, ideally, I want to be the guy with, with the deals. Right? I mean, everybody wants to be that guy, but I, I want to do the work to, to be in that position. Uh, so in addition to networking, that's what wholesaling is, is going to kind of do for me. It's really a, a metric game right now. What I'm doing is, is I'm doing primarily cold calling, and then I am sending out some direct mail. And then uh, for Christmas, I asked for a, a carrot website. So I'm going to get that up and up and rolling too. Um, so just consistency and being on top of my metrics there is kind of the gist of it. Good, good. Jackson, I feel like we kind of, we didn't ask you your three action items. I think we glazed over that. So what are like three things? And I know you like to have a very uh, precise plan and break it down. So why don't you give me a daily thing that you're going to be doing daily? Yeah, definitely. So one of the things that I've like been that I've committed to and I've been doing is I spend at least 30 minutes every every morning, you know, looking at deals and then analyzing deals and kind of like best. I like I ran into a point where um the market that I'm looking at, like I'm really getting to know like like even down to the street level. Like as soon as I see an address, like as soon as I know what street it's on, I know is that something that I'm even gonna want to look at or or not. So analyzing deals to identify properties and then just starting to make offers on on those. And um, kind of like Jordan said, I think uh, it's just going to be a matter of a numbers game um, and just making that number of offers every week or every month. And again, just trying to play that numbers game. And I'm prepared to get a lot of no's or a lot of rejections. But as we've talked about before, how it's just, it gets you closer to that, to that yes or to that deal. And then I also want to focus on uh, kind of continuing to uh, scale my side hustle and just increase my, my business revenue just to 
increase that kind of second or uh, supplemental source of, um, source of revenue and that, that second source of income to use for, again, both investing in, in reserves. I love that, having the multiple streams of income. I'm a big believer in that, especially since COVID where, you know, I always thought like our rental income was our backup, that was our safety net, and that, you know, it would, if anything happened at the farm, like then that would cover that. But now during COVID, it was like when it first started, it was like, oh my gosh, our tents might not pay rent, but like the farm was fully operating, was not affected at all. And it's like, okay, this did a total 180 on me. I was not expecting that. But that's why I love the multiple streams mm-hmm. of income is that you have different resor- different sources to rely on. Um, yeah. So we want to ask you guys what we can do for you guys to help hold you accountable. I've already thought of homework assignments for all of you, but <laughs> we want to know how can we help you throughout the next year to to make sure you guys are can reach these goals. I don't know, just giving suggestions and just, you know, if you have an idea of something that I can do, I'm down, I'll do it. I think sometimes just knowing what to do is is the challenge. You know, like, what should I do? Where do I start? Or Or giving me a suggestion about, you know, look at, look at this website or, you know, have you checked this out? Uh, just suggestions would be, would be, you know, wonderful, whether it's a book or it's a, like a website or, or, or a person, you know? Okay. Yeah. We can definitely do that. Jordan. Yeah. I definitely, uh, second Beth. I think it's, it's super helpful with any direction. Cause you guys have, have been there and, and are, are superstars. So Definitely just kind of giving us the ideas of where we can go and, and, and how we can kind of make best use of our time and what action we should take is really helpful. I love reaching out, so I'm definitely going to be reaching out to you guys on specific things for sure. Okay, great. Awesome. Go ahead, Jackson. Yeah, definitely. I think that where I'm at, like I'm, I've done a good job of identifying those action items and kind of identifying like what I need to do. So just having those kind of like, those check-ins and that that accountability say okay you know what you need to do are you doing the things that you need to do you know and are you doing that consistently to to get where to where you need to be and you know if there's points where i get stuck or in kind of that man like oh i didn't see this coming because you know i'm sure that's gonna be like every day once you get in the game something's gonna uh, come up that you're not like you're not gonna know the answer but i think we've talked about before like somebody's gonna know or you're gonna know like how to find that answer so using you guys as a resource to kind of navigate my way as, as we go along. And I think it's kind of cool that the three of us are kind of not only in different stages of our real estate career, but also kind of focusing on different strategies and whatnot. So it's, I think it's kind of cool to like kind of build off each other and, you know, take things that we've learned from each other and, and build off, build off those and learn from each other that way. Yeah. And, yeah, and that's yeah. really, oh, go ahead, Jordan. Uh, I was just going to say, just to kind of play off of Jackson a little bit, my, I think it'd be really dope if, if you guys are up to it to, I uh, do like, I don't know, maybe three check-ins, you know, within the year of, of just kind of, you know, 90 days later, where are we at? What actions have we actually taken and maybe celebrate wins or, or you guys can give us a little bit of insight from there. I think we could be our own mastermind. We, the, the yeah. four of us, <laughs> be our own mastermind and we could hold so, each other yeah. accountable, you know, yeah. that. That, that's a great idea. And, and you, you guys are kind of reading my mind because what, what Ashley and I would love for you guys to do, and I think a really good way to help hold you all accountable towards your goals is if you're, you're, you're publicly sharing them, right? And obviously you're, you're saying this on the podcast, but what would be great is if you guys can post, post your 2020 goals 
in the Facebook group, the Real Estate Rookie Facebook group with all 19,000 plus members in there. And Ash and I will kind of post what the homework is that we've already agreed on. And at some regular cadence, maybe it's monthly, that's probably a good pace. You guys can go back into the group and update what progress you've made, right? So here's what you guys committed to to get done in January. And then at the end of January, did you actually guys get it done? Here's what you committed to do in the month of February. And then at the end of February, did you guys actually get it done? So I think that'll be a good way, obviously for Ash and I, but also for the entire group to kind of be there to help and support you guys. So does that sound like a plan? You guys okay with that? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. excited. <laughs> challenge. Awesome. I I think the the last piece for me, right? Because there's been so much good knowledge on here, and, and Jackson, you you kind of alluded to this, is that one, you guys are all in in different places, but you guys have all kind of started around the same time. And I know that that sometimes as an investor, you can look at other people and say, "Oh man, I'm I'm not doing enough," or you know, "Hey, this person's moving that fast, and I feel like I'm still here." But everyone's going to move at, at their own pace. And some people are gonna gonna have the the kind of risk tolerance and, and the mindset just to kind of go crush it and and you know move move super super fast. And other people need to kind of take their time and and build up that that familiarity with real estate investing. And it's okay, right? So for those of you that are listening and haven't gotten your first deal done yet, it is okay because you've got to move at a pace and you've got to move at a speed that's comfortable for you. So I just wanted to make sure I touched on that because you know again you guys are all in different parts of your real estate investing career, but it's important to highlight that, that we all all have our own things that we want to do. So I'm, I'm done rambling now. Um, uh, Ashley, anything else you want to hit? I, I don't know where where are we at. Well, I want to know where everyone can find more information about you guys and follow along your journey besides just the Facebook group. And for the Facebook group, just search uh, Real Estate Rookie on Facebook and click to join and make sure that you agree to the Facebook rules for that group because I am a moderator on there and I see so many times that people don't say that they agree. So make sure you hit that you agree because or else um, you can't get in. So make sure to do that. But yeah, where else can people find more information about you, Jordan? Yeah. So for me, I'm on Instagram. Uh, so jcroc2011. Uh, I'm also on Facebook, Jordan Crockett. Uh, not so much on Twitter, but yeah, those are the, the big ones. My wife also does does art, um, art by Larita. So I'm on there a little bit too um, on Instagram. So yeah, that's uh, that's just and and there was one thing I, I forgot to mention during kind of the lessons we learned. I, I wanted to specifically mention it because I thought it was extremely impactful, and I don't think it's talked about enough. But uh, one of the books I read, um, and it, it's kind of part of my why too. It's called the The Color of Law, and it's by Richard Rothstein. Uh, it, it's a book that entails like the the history of America and, and government sponsored segregation, and it it primarily focuses on like real estate and, and talks about like things like redlining, white flight, FHA, loan withholding from black people and people of color, and then also like race-based loan restrictions. Uh, so, I mean, if, if it's one thing people get from me, you know, please check out that book. Uh, it's, it's very important to kind of understand some of those things and how it kind of impacts today and, and, and where people are at. Yeah, and Jordan, I second that. I've read that book as well, and it's definitely a, a mind-opening experience as you kind of read through how things were set up all not all that long ago. Um, so, so yeah, I, I appreciate you bringing that up, and it's definitely a good read. We will uh, link it in the show notes too. Biggerpockets dot com rookie. What show are we on? Forty five. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> rookie forty five. Okay, uh, Jackson, you want to tell us where we can find more information about you? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'm on Instagram at Jackson C. Dot. 
Um, you can also find me on Bigger Pockets, Facebook as well. I think uh, just Jackson C. And then I have a business page through Facebook. It's uh, GBS Woodworking, if you look that up. So that's pretty much where anyone find me or get in touch with me. Oh, sure. You're just here to sell some furniture, aren't you? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I had to get that selfless, uh, shameless plug in. <laughs> it was so funny. I was at a webinar last week and it was uh, me, Brandon Turner and Jay Scott. And the host of it was like, I have never heard so many shameless plugs in my life because it was like biggerpockets.com this, biggerpockets.com that. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. you can't help it. <laughs> I'll hit them with the, the discount code news, uh, yeah. bigger pockets or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay. And Beth. Yeah. I'm not super active on Facebook. That's something I got to get better at too. But on Instagram, I'm Beth buys R E I score in underscore R E I. I'm active on Instagram and that's all. All right. So we'll make sure to link to Beth's Instagram there. Uh, Beth's underscore buys are yeah we'll, we'll put it in the in the show notes for you guys but super excited that you all were able to share your stories with us uh, i know that there's a lot of people who right now are thinking about the big goals they want to achieve going into 2021 and i truly do believe that hearing your stories of 2020 and then being able to follow along your journey in 2021 will give them the 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 encouragement and the and the guidance they need to take to take action to make those goals happen so Really, really appreciate you guys being on. Looking forward to, to checking in with you guys in a couple months and and uh, giving the listeners an update on, on where you guys are at. But thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thank you guys so much for sharing your goals with us. I know it's a big deal to put it out there onto the podcast and into the world. And we're going to have you guys back on to the show. I think as of right now, we'll be in about six months. We'll do a half-year checkup and see where you guys are at. And then hopefully at the end of the year, you'll be able to tell us that you crushed and surpassed all your goals. But Thank you, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. Great. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm Ashley Kerr at Wealth from Rentals, and he's Tony Robinson at Tony J. Robinson. Thank you for listening. Getting started in real estate can be daunting. There's so much to know, obstacles to overcome, lessons to learn, and risks to avoid. It can all be so overwhelming. If you're feeling motivated to invest, but too overwhelmed to take action, here's some advice. Take it one step at a time. And here's some good news for you. The Rookie Bootcamp is starting on May 20th, and Tyler and Ashley will be guiding you through each and every step until you're the proud, confident owner of your first investment property. Through eight action-packed weeks, they'll guide you step-by-step through those first questions, decisions, and obstacles that every beginner investor must overcome. So if you're serious about becoming an investor this year, head to biggerpockets.com step and join us in the Rookie Bootcamp. See you there. The content of this podcast is for informational purposes only. Past performance is not indicative of future results, and all host and participant opinions are their own. Investment in any asset, real estate included, involves risk. Use your best judgment and consult with qualified advisors before investing. Only risk capital you can afford to lose. Bigger Pockets LLC disclaims all liability for direct, indirect, consequential, or other damages arising from reliance upon information presented in this podcast.